0: Welcome to Vaginance, where we discuss various forms of investment that some of us are afraid of. <laughs> Joining us today. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a guest, our very first our guest
1: first ever. ever. Woo! Woo! Lauren excited. with an O. Ooh. Lauren with an L. It's yeah. Super unique. <laughs> Actually, it's quirky. It's
2: the, it's the male version of the spelling. Actually, really, why it is you, yeah? Do you know
0: why your parents chose that version? They wanted you to be a boy.
2: They wanted <laughs> they wanted your resume to make it out of the stack. Actually, yes, uh, Julie is correct. <laughs> well, there, that's what my mom says. Um, yes, yeah, she wanted. She didn't want people to assume that I was a woman, but. <laughs> At the same time, she wanted to name me Joyce, which is her name, and she thought Lauren was similar to Joyce because A has five letters, Mm. B, they have the same vowels, and C, an
1: L is kind of like a J. (laughs) Okay, if you told me um, name 3 things that Joyce and Lauren have in common, <laughs> none I, of those. None <laughs> of those. None. I'd be like they don't. That's, that's just how names.
2: my my mom's mind works. It's a it's no one has a mind like hers in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, I believe it.
2: Very well, exciting. thank you for
0: joining us, Lauren. I'm yes, so happy to be you. here.
2: Awesome. Very um
1: I'm Becca. I'm Maggie Taylor. I'm Jules. I'm Lauren again. <laughs> Lauren with an L. Lauren with an O. And you guessed it. <laughs> Should we uh, do an introduction of Lauren? Yeah. Lauren is going to be talking to us today about uh, buying her first home. We both just bought our first homes recently and she moved to Austin finally. Super excited that she's here. And she's also a super cool space journalist and writing a book about some stuff that we'll get into Maybe a little bit <laughs> Some female astronauts stuff top I, don't I, top I don't know what it's I Top secret It's not top secret The deal is out there It's public okay. We can talk about it Okay now. cool She's writing a book About female astronauts uh, a Journalist for space Cool space stuff This is failing I'm sorry <laughs> no, I, I think it's good I think title, it's good Space journalist yeah. <laughs> Space journalist Extraordinaire And she knows like Three of the four billionaires So <laughs>
0: does that mean (laughs) she's met them the met them in person we were
1: were talking the other day about like all the billionaires and she was like i think i've met like three of the four
2: There's more than four billionaires, all right. There's that.
0: <laughs> so we have some questions, Lauren, that we ask all of our guests. <laughs> um, so that's uh, we we're gonna just like we're all together gonna dive in in sort of a baptismal sort of way into this first guest appearance on Vaginants. Mm-hmm. Um, so our very first question. Because this is a financial podcast, you might have noticed that from our name. Um, <laughs> tell us
2: about a financial mistake that you've made. Okay, so when I was thinking about this, I actually came up with two. And the first one <laughs> was college, but it's te- it. as a concept. It's technically not my financial mistake because my parents paid for it, so I don't know if that counts. So then I was talking with my husband, and we both agreed that our wedding. Because really? <laughs> that, that was is, recent.
1: That is a really interesting answer. I
2: mean, is it? can you consider it a mistake when you loved it? Like we loved every aspect of our wedding, truly loved getting married and having all of our people in one place. But the amount of money we spent mm-hmm. on that. We could have easily bought a second
1: home. (laughs) Yeah, do you wanna share how much it costs or like a ballpark? I do not. (laughs) Was it enough for a down payment? Absolutely enough for a down
2: payment. And it got to a point where we just stopped kind of recording how much it Mm costs because my father gave us an amount of money. Chris's parents gave us an amount of money. And then at some point, their money stopped. And we were like, okay, well, we have to get more of these things. Like, there's more of these layers that we're missing. Mm-hmm. So then we just started putting our own money. in. so I can't even tell you how much it costs. Because at some point, we just stopped recording it. It was really just like, okay, pay for this here, pay for that here. And I, I'm, I'm sure if someone actually did the math, and we went back and looked through it, it would be really devastating
1: to see that number so if you (laughs) if
2: you go back and redo it with the knowledge you have now would you keep it the same um i would still have the wedding however i would stress about so much less because there were certain things where i there's a thing i call i coined in my head called like wedding pressure where you think that you have to have the photo booth or you have to have you know the cute placement cards because all the blogs that you've read have Mm -hmm. been like look at these really innovative ways to get people from their seats to the dance floor or whatever and (laughs) you're just like why don't I have that? (laughs) But it's all a trick to just get you to spend more money. And Mm -hmm. I just wish there were so many things I just didn't need to stress out about. But I was getting to wedding day and I was like, we don't have enough like gimmicks, you know, and I I just ended up spending like, you know, 50 bucks here and there. And I'm sure it wound up to be a very costly wedding did you notice that you it took you a while to pay off your credit card after that oh yeah absolutely and actually i hate to say it i hope none of my wedding guests are listening (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of the gifts that we got went to paying off the wedding like because it you know most people give you money now and actually that made me feel good it was like okay now we can like move on and feel good about the wedding but their gifts went to paying off our debts mostly and, and having a good time on our honeymoon, basically. I kind of I, assume great. that when I give cash at a wedding as a gift that it's probably paying for the wedding.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think people you're are You're almost happy. paying that's that's for great. your yeah. meal.
2: You're, like, you're yeah. essentially paying for your meal when you come and you give gifts, you know? That's that's good. I think that's really good uh, insight for a lot of people, though, because there is a lot of social pressure to like mm-hmm. have a nice, yeah, fancy wedding with all the fancy things. And mm-hmm.
0: okay, so that kind of, especially the way you said, like morally, it makes you think about it. So, what is your relationship with money, and what has it been like historically mm-hmm. over your lifetime?
2: So historically, I just never really understood it very well. Um, I think growing up the way that we did, you know, it's not that I didn't work hard, but my parents were just like, okay, if you work hard, you know, we'll, we'll fund things for you. And I just continued to work hard when I got to college and they continued to fund that. And so when I was on my own, I just assumed that money would be there, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I, I, I think logically I knew that wasn't the case, but you know, I just thought oh if you work hard you'll get money and you'll be fine And you can pay for all the things that you want
1: because that's the fucking narrative. We were fed. <laughs> yes, exactly was like literally what we thought is working hard equates to money And we've talked about this in the podcast. It fucking doesn't always absolutely So when I got my first job, I was like I
2: had no concept of just how low of a salary I was making Yeah, and also I was in new york The most expensive city of all time and so I just thought oh this is enough to fund my lifestyle. But I had no concept of how much money I actually needed. Also didn't understand just how many taxes were taking out of my paycheck. So I thought I had an understanding of what I was making, but I really didn't. And then also I had sold my car that I had driven here in Austin to help kind of serve as a cushion in new york mm-hmm. and that made me feel as if i had money but then what i watched was it slowly deplete from my bank account mm-hmm. over time because i was like oh i'll book a trip to los angeles because i want to go see my friends there and mm-hmm. i thought that i could do that no problem but i, I probably it was probably in the first few years that all that money kind of like went away and it right. and it, it it i watched it Transition from money in my bank account
1: to debt on my credit card. Yep. That I think that story is so many people's (laughs) stories, including (laughs) mine. Like, we literally, me and Lauren both moved from Austin to New York. That we, like, you know, got pretty decent jobs, that we were, like, living large, like, having tons of fun, and both just, like, depleted our savings.
2: And I think also, I kind of had this this mindset of, like, I'm unwilling to compromise. Like, I want to go have fun. I'm in New York. I'm young. And so I just went out and didn't really think of the consequences of it. And then... Then about five years later was then I I kind of got confronted with it and I'm like oh now I realize I could have had more money by being smart about it but instead when you're young you're just more concerned about the immediate uh effects of your life and less about the long-term implications of what you're doing.
1: So at some point, yeah, it
2: must have changed because you bought a house, you had a wedding and all that. So was that the trigger point? Like looking at credit card debt and being like, oh, shit, or... Yes, the credit card debt was probably the biggest wake-up call. And I mean, it sounds so silly. I'm not an idiot, but I just couldn't fathom why it wasn't going away or why I couldn't pay it off. And it really just... Took having a large number on that card to be like, oh, <laughs> you have to
1: pay it off every month. <laughs> yep. D- no, you that know? is exactly what happened to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what's interest? <laughs> right. What are they doing every month? Right.
2: But now, now my relationship with money is very micromanaged. So I, people laugh at me, but I sign into my bank account every single day and I check on how things are going. I just, wanna know where we stand and I I, I do all the finances for the house. I map out how much Chris is going to put in, how much I'm going to put in, um, how much we are able to spend that month, you know, what we can afford, things like that. And if I notice things are getting too high on the credit card, but the credit card, I feel so for a while I spent most of my time just paying off this one credit card I'd opened when I moved to New York. It was so bad that I only just started. I only paid it off like Maybe a year or two ago, just because it was it was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And then I would pay it off over time, like 200 bucks there, 200 bucks there, you know, because I didn't have a lot to put on it. Um, So then we opened a new joint credit card together. And that's the one I've been really kind of like focused on. And I make sure that we just don't get too high on it because I don't want to get into that situation again. We'll never get into that situation again. But I have, you know, PTSD from the the previous (laughs) credit card that I just don't want to put too much on it because I don't want to get into that position where we don't pay it off in its entirety each month. Mm -hmm. You said people like make fun of you or laugh at you for checking your bank account
1: regular but you're preaching to the financial choir <laughs> Me, yeah, year, yeah. We check our bank I was like I'm like, every day yeah. so, every I know Julie's day. got some spreadsheets yeah, yeah sure spread I get a dopamine hit every
0: time I open my mint account <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, actually, I feel like all of that kind of cycles well into... The question that I think is really helpful. Um, what is something that you wish that someone, like literally anyone, had told you years before you learned it?
2: Yeah, I I don't think this one counts because I was told it, but I just... That's how
0: often it works.
2: Yeah, so definitely with the, the credit card minimums and th- paying off your bill every month, I just... I think I had to live it in order yes. to mm. uh, fully understand it. My parents told me, pay it off every month or you'll get interest on it. And I, the concept of interest just, just really did not penetrate my, like, 19-year-old brain, you know?
1: And and we just assumed it would
2: be fine,
1: right? Yeah, I think It's going to be fine. Everything works out all the time for and
2: us. I think also with <laughs> us, yeah, we didn't ever suffer any consequences yes, exactly. when we were children of... You know not paying off. Well, we never really had any relationship with money Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a fair thing to say. I didn't really have a relationship with money Until I was on my own and had to kind of You know Figure out my financials for myself It was more of just like those things got taken care of and I feel really privileged and blessed about that but it also just set me up for failure (laughs) When I first was on my own out in the world and yeah, I mean, I was told pay off your credit card bill every month and yet i <laughs> I signed into my bank account and it said minimum payment due. And of course, that's like this shining beacon of, oh, yeah. look how
1: beautiful. It's only 30 bucks. Like, and they design it that way. I
2: know. I know exactly how it works out. But when you're yep. 22, you think, oh, a reprieve from all of my debt. And in reality, you're just racking up more and more debt. Compounded interest, baby. so yeah, I don't know. i I guess it's not fair to say that I wish someone had told me because I was told. But at the same time, I just don't think it would have penetrated unless it happened to me. But this
1: is the thing. It's like being told that there's a war going on on the other side of the world that has that doesn't affect you and has nothing to do with you. And then you're expected to have some kind of relationship with that knowledge you know what i mean yeah. i was expected to do something with that knowledge with with money we were told these things i was told the same thing you know my parents said very similar things growing up but we didn't understand how the world worked you're it's not like you're taught in school hey this is how credit cards work this is how job situations work this is like what you what you're going to encounter in life like they don't set you up to learn those things absolutely so It's a matter, it's like when you try to learn a language
2: and you can be taught the language, but then you can go to France and immerse yourself in French exactly. and like that's yeah. gonna, that's gonna be the more effective tool for learning how to speak that language than actually being taught it in a classroom. Right. And there's gonna be a lot of wake up calls.
1: They're yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they don't use formal grammar the same right. way. Yeah, exactly, like, and tone, tone is different. You have to learn how to read people's tone and inflections and you don't, that's the same with money. You don't learn any of that mm-hmm. when you're just told from a distance like, hey, these things are gonna happen but you have no real life, you know, way to, um, Apply them. Right. But like
0: also, at least when you go to French class in high school, you like have to sit there for a number of hours (laughs) versus like (laughs) when you're told about finances, you're told like offhand one or two lessons once or twice. Yeah. And then, and then you have a credit card all of a sudden. And you're like, yeah, you're, it's like someone tells you how to say bonjour and then they send you to France.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is how you say, and they're like, we told you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you're like you're not wrong you did the perfect (laughs) (laughs) we taught you a word yeah there was no no
2: money
0: class every day of the week
2: i think we had we had a half a we had one semester of economics i think is what all i took And that was as close as I got to any kind of, but that doesn't count because it's about trends, like macro and micro trends. It's not about personal finance, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. So yeah, we got to hear some. We got to hear
0: some sex stuff. Tell us about like an embarrassing or just like a really notable or horrifying dating experience that Mm -hmm. you've had.
2: Um, let me think about that. There's a few. I think the. The weirdest one was here in Austin.
0: And Ooh, like before you moved to New York?
2: Before I moved to New York. Yeah. <laughs> no, while she's. Yeah, yeah, while I'm here, Mary.
0: <laughs> I would have learned a
2: lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking to this guy. We were messaging on Facebook. That was how long ago this relationship started. And I had just broken up with my high school boyfriend. And so, you know, he had already gotten together with somebody else. And so I was like ready to also date again. You know, I was like, I had to show that I was viable. Yeah. I I couldn't be content to lose this dating war. I I had to also have a boyfriend. And so I had met this guy through a mutual friend and we were messaging on facebook for a while and texting and so i think it happened while i was on spring break and so when we came back we made a date to go see a movie and then after the movie we um went to kirby lane to get um you know like pancakes i think i got french toast all the time it's probably how i got the freshman 15 was just eating pick or uh french toast all the time um so it's two in the morning go to eat my French toast. I'm ready. Put the syrup on it. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, about to eat. And <laughs> <laughs> he takes my hand and we begin to pray.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I love that. What a curveball. I really didn't see it going yet. I didn't know what was going to I also did not know that's where I was going. Yeah, say. yeah.
2: And so I was like, oh no. Oh no. And Look, nothing against people who... Thank the Lord Before they eat But it was not something I was expecting At two in the morning At Kirby Lane <laughs> And it
0: doesn't
1: sound like It was consensual uh, no <laughs> Two in the morning Kirby Lane There's like a, y- There's a lot of people there Yeah This isn't like A private moment There no, are like A lot of drunk very, just, 18 very year olds there At are, the 2 a 2am Kirby Lane There are some other
2: Red flags that we were Not a, a match either Like he um, Wore his cell phone On a, a Like a holster On his belt Ooh <laughs> Nope yeah nope.
1: Nope. I, <laughs> I knew that i was like now can, <laughs> can we bring that back <laughs> i'm not against <laughs> no i'm against it <laughs> we ready to take a call at any time exactly you think you're so important absolutely <laughs> But uh, we
2: did not break it off at that moment. We continued dating for weeks afterward. (laughs) Wow!
1: Wait, tell us why. Wait, did you keep
2: praying before meals? What did you keep praying before meals? (laughs) That's sweet. Uh, You know, we all we all make compromises when we're in relationships. Um, Yeah, he. (laughs) <laughs> the worst part is he broke up with me and oh my God. I, you know when you're when you want to win the post breakup battle <laughs> i was just i was like i just need to be in this relationship to show that i can get a boyfriend after my last guy yeah but then it was like Um, I'm kind of
1: glad he broke it off because this was not going to work out. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I guess that's not so bad. It's more how judgy that felt like. What are you doing? Yeah. You're not about to eat that. I was like, without warning you that he prays before me. I was like, it's fine. Right. yeah, want to do are, that yeah. and maybe invite your date to do that, but to just be like, What are you doing? and then grab your hand and launch into it. Mm, yeah. yeah, most Super people are bizarre. like, Hey, do you, is it okay if we pray before this meet? Like, most people say something, right? right? Grab your hands, right? Praying. Um, I have another one
2: in New York. This isn't really a date, but I do remember I was out at a bar, very had a little too many glasses of whiskey. And this guy shows up in front of me and he's like, oh my God, who are you? And I was like, I don't know, who are you? And...
1: (laughs) Who are uh, you? I don't know. Is this dating in New York? <laughs> yeah. No,
2: dating in New York is a weird... People
1: are huh? pretty up it in New York.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Who are you? I don't know. Who are you? And he proceeded... He was, like, so enamored with me and proceeded to follow me around the whole night, but I was too, too intoxicated to really understand what was happening. But I somehow gave him my number, and I left to go home, and he had texted me, and... The next day in the sober light of day, I was like, oh, maybe I'll give this guy a chance because I was too drunk to really understand what was going on last night. So we do the texting thing all day and I learned that he's a musician and Uh-oh. he plays the drums. What's wrong with
1: that? What's wrong with that?
2: Lots of things are wrong with that. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so... Um, we're texting, you know, doing the, the back and forth where you only talk to that person all day. And then I take a nap and I wake up to a bunch of text messages from him. And the first one starts off with, so I Googled you. Hmm. <laughs> uh. hmm. oh. And by this point, I had started like my reporting career. So there was some information about me. Wait, he knew your last name? Uh,
1: I guess I give it to him. Oh, no. Was I? Was I the problem? No, you're not Would the you? problem. No. <laughs> just I just didn't know if he had like found your insta, like if he had like done some like digging. I must have told him because there's no other way to
2: f- have found out about. Right? It. Yeah. Anyway, he was like, "I just want to talk about the juxtaposition here of you and me, me the hermit, the the social isolationist, you." A, a rock star, you're like Punky Brewster. Oh my god! And he then quoted? Okay, I know, I can't even. And then I didn't respond because really? I was asleep. And then he just wrote back, "Fuck, I ruined everything, didn't I?" And I just woke up and I was like,
1: "Yes, yeah." <laughs> oh my god, that's a lot. <laughs> that is so weird. I know. Love that. <laughs> Uh, but of all the people true. to compare
2: me to I just don't think Punky Brewster is really The right fit Yeah <laughs> uh, Well this was so much fun Thank you so much
0: Yeah Our best our Lauren, favorite Lauren, guest Lauren, The best Lauren. guest
1: Podcast has ever had <laughs> okay, You wanna wrap us out Wrap us out I'm gonna rap alright lay down the uh, beat for me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Taylor's got it Taylor's got it Taylor's got it, Taylor's got it. Taylor's got it. Taylor's got it.
2: <laughs> um
0: thanks for listening y'all this is a part one of at least a two-part series it was like a four part yeah <laughs> next up guess the price space edition check it out place a bet on who you think is gonna win it's fun and it's a very wild ride that is intergalactic then we're gonna dive into first time home buying which is more earthbound
1: incidentally For now. For now. (laughs) Only for now. Uh,
0: If you have any questions, we really, really want to hear it. Please comment, like, subscribe on wherever it is that you stream this. Uh, Go to our website, Vaginance.com. Go to our Instagram, Vaginance Podcast. Uh, We really want to hear from you. Oh, you can send us a voice message and we can play your voice on our podcast. Can you imagine (laughs) <laughs> what
2: that might feel like. Um, Lauren, any place that we can find you that you would like to? Yeah. Reach out to you? yeah sure. You can go to my Instagram, which is at Grush Crush, or I'm Lauren Grush on Twitter, L O R E N G R U S H.
1: And what's your website address? Coolest space journalist website.
2: Laurengrush.com. I won't be producing any content because I'm writing a book. But I
1: will soon. You could just go there to look at her hot ass face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On that
0: note. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Lauren. (laughs) It's her album.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We all have different ideas.
0: (laughs) Different decades just happened. (laughs)